Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 462 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Bray is back. Back. Ben, is always, uh, as always, is with us in Wisconsin. What's going on, Ben? Well, you know what I was just thinking about? I was thinking, well, I do want to get into the UWW stuff, but I was thinking, Kyle, you have not given us an alien hour since I've been a part of the show, and <laughs> I'm starting to feel a little bit left out. Okay. Yeah, you know, you're right. And, and people have been asking, too. Uh, I don't have one ready to go for today, but I'll tell you what, okay. I'll, I'll have a fire one for you next week. Uh, I feel like we, uh, w- when you came on, we were like in the middle of like such a heavy, heavy spell of stuff happening and we hadn't done a show in okay. like two weeks. So I felt like we were, we were digging out, <laughs> and be- we're behind. Um, but now that in next week, there's no D1 action. So we'll have uh, plenty of time so, and I'll, I'll break so it going Maybe out. in two weeks. After after this weekend we got some rivalry matches. Then after that, before Big Ten's, we could do a whole Kyle Bradkey Alien Hour show the entire Dude. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm. <laughs> I was watching some stuff this weekend too. Um, Cliff, Fre- Cliff Fretwell uh, got me on this show on the Discovery Channel, and they they did a whole show on Mothman, and they went back <laughs> to like Point Pleasant, oh West Virginia, gosh. and then I was catching up on some Finding Bigfoot too. Did oh, they man. interview Mothman? They couldn't find him. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, hey, can we can we go back to that UWW thing? Because that happened literally while we were live on the show yesterday, yeah. and I didn't really have time to process it. And I'm even more annoyed than I was yesterday <laughs> about it. Okay, go off. Well, okay. So I always go. I always hate the freestyle UWW freestyle brackets. It inordinately rewards someone gets lucky and ends up on the top half, gets a kind of easy draw, and they they place significantly higher than they should, right? Well, now with the Olympic brackets, there's only 16 spots. So the spots are not easy to come by. And now, so now what you're doing is you're taking someone out of the bracket. You're putting someone like Kosovo. I can't imagine that guy's actually too good at wrestling or would actually be <laughs> one of the top 16 guys. So now you're, ta- you're, you're essentially taking a spot from someone who, who should be qualified for that spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, what should they have done, I guess? Well, I, I mean, with without thinking too hard about it, first of all, make brackets that actually make sense. Like we could start there, and I've, I've said that for for ten years. I mean, the whole point of their bracket is to get someone in there by chance of luck who probably doesn't deserve the medal. Like that is literally the point of the bracket, which is should be the antithesis of what a bracket means. A bracket should reward the best competitors. So that that would be your obvious start. 
Um, I think the other thing is you could just put that that put that spot back in the wild card pool um, and wrestle to a real third place at the at the qualifying event in uh, April. I like that idea a lot. I like that a lot. I mean the yeah. I mean you look at the the countries that got popped, and it's already non traditional wrestling countries: France, um, Poland, right, Kosovo. Um, so no, Kosovo got in. Or Kosovo got in. Was, Wait, who, who came out? Uzbekistan got popped. Syria, uh, yeah. Syria, France. Yeah. That's Uzbekistan, a Russian, Syria. though. That's a, that's a Russian, though. Yeah, it's a Russian. Yeah, but the, I mean, in terms of the country itself, it's a non-traditional wrestling power. So if those are the ones coming out, then you know, like the brackets probably fell away for for the even less traditional yeah. wrestling part again. So I agree, it'd be great to put it back into the into the qualifying pool. And the qual the last qualifier is seated, right? In some way, shape, or form. I don't know that. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure either. I th- I thought I read that somewhere, which would obviously that would man, that would make a whole lot of sense for the last one uh, to be seated, so we don't get some crappy competitors. I, we, I know the, the continental qualifiers are seated. Yeah, they are, which uh, which helps us yeah. immensely. I mean, uh, we should. Am I am I speaking on Turner? We should pretty much have all. 12 men's and women's freestyle weights qualified after next week. I don't think or you're speaking out of turn. I think that's a, that's a very real possibility. Um, I just, I, how about, go ahead. It feels like, uh, almost too good to be true though. feels like something, <laughs> something will happen and we won't get, we won't get one and we'll have to go the hard route for it. Well, what about Greco? I saw someone asking that. On, and I, I have no idea. That's, that's a true answer. Yeah, to be truthfully, I don't have the best idea either, but I would not feel confident about it. You would think that um, a heavyweight Pan Am already has two weight, two two uh, heavyweights qualified. So Kuhn has, I think, a pretty good shot to qualify heavyweight. Um, oh yeah, because they don't get the re- if they're already qualified, they don't get the wrestle. Right, right. Oh, that's nice. I, you know, you would think yeah. Kamal Bay would have a decent shot, but he's had a hard time with with a couple guys at Pan Ams. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Dang. Yeah, okay. someone I think asked the other day, what's more likely, zero or three? And I don't know. <laughs> they didn't they they didn't even put six in there as an option. No, I don't think so. I think I really I really think they said zero or three. Um, yeah, I that was the question I was referring to. Yeah, you're you're right. Given our <laughs> performance i would probably lean closer to zero i mean it's just the way it is right now i don't know how to beat around the bush about it um i agree okay well let's start with um let's start with the duel tonight or unless you want to go somewhere else ben well i thought i want i was to see if you guys are going to bash me for another crazy take i had on twitter yesterday uh i said i think iowa could shut out oklahoma state Mm. is that crazy I don't it, think it is. No, it's not. They're favored. <laughs> I mean, by the rankings, they're favored in ten out of ten matches. Are they even favored at forty nine? Yeah. Lugo's really? oh, I thought... Lugo's second and Boo Allen's sixth. Oh Boo's de- how did Boo go that low? Did he, he lose to he, someone? He lost to Mahler. The loss to Mahler. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. but I mean, if he wins this match, he has an argument to be ranked number one. Um that's just Kind of the way 149 is right now. Yeah. Because um, he only has that one loss on the year. He's only so, got one loss. That's not so bad. No, no, not at I all. I guess he hasn't beaten anybody, though. Oh, God. 
that's the thing is all these other guys have better wins, including guys yeah. over guys yep. in the top five. We were asking yesterday in the office, like, when's the last time Oklahoma State got shut out? And we couldn't find a time when they have been. Uh, One JD- time, M- Missouri partied on them. Uh, it was after I graduated. Actually, I remember it was the night of my very first fight. So I think, what, February 10, 2009, okay. I believe. Okay. I think they won nine ma- Missouri won nine matches, I believe. Jeez. Really? So yeah. J.D. Rader went through their entire archive and – of, of match results. And he looked for a match where Oklahoma state scored zero points. Couldn't find one. Um, so if this happens, like completely unprecedented, but it does seem like it's possible. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess. So what, what matches do you uh, think? They okay. Have- I lied. I lied. I embellished. We only won eight. Okay. I embellished. <laughs> I, apo- I apologize for lying. <laughs> um, what, what matches do you think? They have the best shot at winning. 49? And I don't know. What other one? 25? What do you want to say here? There's There was a, a time this season where I would have said 97, but Dakota Gear has not looked right. Right. Mm, he's not looked very good at all. Um, I would also throw 84 in there. Uh, Montavo has a win over Bonacorsi this year, yeah. and at okay. times, yeah, at, you're at right. times he's looked really good. And I don't know. Last time we saw Avasad, he lost back to back matches. Now, of course, they were the good guys in uh, Brooks and Caffey, but I yeah. don't know. I f- feel like Montavo can win that, and maybe a little bit of a wild card at 157. Uh, Wyatt Sheets has been, although he had that weird loss to Keaton Gertz or you and I. He's been much better this year, and then you just saw Caleb Young get pushed overtime by Ryan Thomas, who I believe. I feel like Caleb Young gets pushed than... all the time, though. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like one guy on Iowa's lineup where I'm like, dude. I mean, okay, he's been overtime with Ryan Thomas, number 24. Uh, the Peyton Rob match was really close. The Kendall mm-hmm. Coleman, both Kendall Coleman matches were really close. He went overtime with Marcus Hartman. Um, Quincy Monday, obviously, he lost to, and David Carr, he lost to. Yeah, I, I feel like he has so many close matches. Yeah, no, he definitely wow. has this year. Um, so yeah, he, I, he I has. Go ahead. Sorry, he he hasn't wrestled any of the top guys either. Caleb Young has not. Yeah, I think Coleman's the the highest ranked guy he's wrestled. Wow. Oh, he's hit Carr. Yeah. Carr, yeah. Well, Carr uh, wrestles at his Carr at six, but I know he's probably at three or four in most rankings, right? Three, yeah. Yeah. So why don't, why don't we just uh, go go line by line here? Um, because. Even though Oklahoma or even though Iowa is favored in every single match, nineteen of the twenty wrestlers are ranked. Wow. Um, yes. So let's start at twenty-five. Uh, we all know what happened in the duel last year, and then of course Spencer got his revenge in the NCAA semifinals. Uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but do do you see Pitch having anything for Spencer? I got to imagine the the answer is no, but. There's a little part of it that says maybe he will surprise him and, you know, and evade him for a while and, and make it tough because we saw we saw that with Jack Medley a few weeks back. So it's not like it's him, not like it's impossible. It can be done, but no. <laughs> yeah, they when they wrestled when they wrestled in, in Carver uh, a few years ago, it was typical Spencer first period like up six zero, um, yep. maybe even eight, and then the final was like ten to five. And Pitch scored his couple takedowns in the third period, um, mm-hmm. but 
I don't even – I could see it just being over before Pitts can even get going or get Spencer to the later part of the matches where he could have success. Has Pitch ever been tech-fault or anything? Not that I, uh, he's been pinned. Spencer pinned him at NCAA's their freshman uh, Spencer's freshman year. Yeah, he got pinned by Glory too in the Wrestlebacks last year NCAA. Or no, he pinned Glory. Sorry. Yeah, he pinned Glory. These guys have had really similar seasons, Pitchinini and and Spencer. Obviously, Pitch has the loss to Pat Glory, but otherwise, I mean, they they both um, haven't had a lot of high level matches. It looks like Pitch's best win is yeah. is Patesel. and yesterday we talked about Spencer's best win is Schroeder. Um, Pitch has seventy five percent bonus rate. Obviously, Spencer's bonus rate is through the roof, but they just like there's the way their seasons have have played out. They just haven't seen those high level guys, and so I I think Spencer's going to win this match. But I think we'll learn a lot about kind of where both guys are headed into the postseason. These are like two of the two of the handful of guys that I think, you know, you would pencil in as like definitely going to be on the stand, oh, yeah. but how, I mean, I don't know how good, how good does pitch look? I feel like I don't know. Cause I haven't seen him um, against somebody as good as Spencer this year and kind of same for Spencer. He just, I don't know. They just haven't hit those kinds of guys this year. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So, sorry. I wrestled dead at Kyle. Uh, Lezak tech ball pitch 16. Oh, it must be the fifth place match. NCAAs. Uh, that was blood round that year. Oh, it's blood round. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, I was literally just getting ready to say that. Um, and then I think <laughs> his freshman year, Gilman majored him in the duel, but obviously that, yeah, twelve four major. Yeah. Um. Okay, I'll, I'll go Spencer by major. I yeah, that, I totally agree. I just I don't. I could see a tech though. I could see him just get rolling on top and. Not even give Pitch a chance, but I'll, I'll say a major, and that Pitch gets it to the third period and maybe sneaks a takedown to keep it out of the tech fall range. I think it's a decision for for Spencer. I think I think Pitch keeps it keeps it under eight. Okay. Ooh. All right, thirty three. Uh, Reese Whitcraft, true freshman, um, but having a really nice year. Um, yeah. Went over Montori Bridges a couple weeks ago, and then uh, of course the whirling dervish Austin DeSanto. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You got to imagine Whitcraft is really really good upper body and with throws that he's going to try to throw DeSanto. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it didn't work out too well for Boo Dryden last week, who tried to do the exact same thing. But <laughs> did not work out so well. He also just literally walked straight into DeSanto straight up, and DeSanto just grabbed his legs. So maybe Reese is a little more crafty with it. Um <laughs> Also, Ben, did you watch the the video I put in of Tom Brands talking about? DeSanto? Yeah, that was Tom, Tom Brands wasn't playing around. It was, yeah, uh, I liked it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, Coach Brands kind of goes on a, a a little mini rant about DeSanto and how like what he's saying to him because at the end of the match, Dryden kind of like swatted at DeSanto. And DeSanto really didn't do anything. He kind of stood over top of him, walked towards him. But I, I thought it was pretty harmless, especially since Dryden started it. But like uh, yep. Coach Brands was saying, one little thing that the ref perceived, and these guys are going to try to do that to him because they know it's going to get a reaction. And they absolutely. know absolutely, yeah, they know that he could potentially just do something really stupid and he gets this flagrant misconduct. Next thing you know, he doesn't wrestle at Big Tens 
or he gets it at Big Tens and doesn't wrestle at Nationals, and he's like, we need Austin DeSanto. And uh, and he's like, I thought what I thought was awesome is uh, Coach Brandt said, people tell me not to say this to you guys. And he's like, but it doesn't matter because I'm telling Austin that, and Austin knows what we're talking about. And he's got thick skin, and he can handle it. it I thought it was just really cool honesty uh, from a coach that you don't see a ton. Yeah, I, I love it because I, I hate that coach speak where they try to see everything perfect and by the book, and he just put it out there. I mean, it, it's kind of obvious. Austin gets out of line. Coach Brands has to put him in line. We know Coach Brands is trying to put him in line, so I, I thought it was pretty obvious. I thought it was great that he was just willing to go out there and say it and, and not kind of beat around the bush to us. Yep, amen. Um, as far as the hey, match how many goes- times? No, wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you this, Brad. Yeah, he's got he's got out of pocket a handful of times in matches. How many days per week do you think he gets out of pocket where Tom or Terry has to, like, threaten to go strangle him? In the room? In the room. On a weekly basis. How many times per week? Uh, I'll say two. Two? Uh, I, feel like, I, feel I, like I, he's, I feel like he's good with his teammates. You know what I mean? Like, he – those are ooh, his boys. I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like – but I feel like DeSanto, just if you think about his personality type, those are his boys. There's no doubt. But I feel like – he gets uh my, my one of my one of my dumb wrestlers calls it. He gets shark eyes. He gets his shark eyes on, and you know he just sees blood, and he just gets gets everything. Just gets him mad. And, you know, maybe an hour after practice, he'd be like, "Okay, we're good. I love you." But you know, he gets them shark eyes on, and all of a sudden he does something crazy. Yeah, maybe I I would love to watch <laughs> in the room some of those scraps. <laughs> Um, didn't you ever have anyone on your team that couldn't control themselves? Cause I could, th- I could think of a few guys from my yeah. old Missouri team and, and generally speaking, they were little guys, you know, the, them little guys, they can't control themselves. <laughs> they got a little streak <laughs> to them. Yeah. You, um, get, yes. you, get, you get close to the weight cut and your teammates know how to push your buttons like worse than anybody else. Yup. So yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you, I bet you they, they get him rolling. Every once <laughs> Are those guys crazy enough to push his buttons though? Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I wouldn't be. Forget that. Uh. <laughs> All right, back <laughs> to the match. Um, I just I, – I don't see – I know Woodcraft's going to try to go over body, but Santa knows it's coming. I don't see him having an answer. Uh, I, I I actually kind of think this is going to be a tech. I, I just think he scores a million. I was going to say tech also. I think you're, you're 100% right. Yeah, I just think he scores a million takedowns. Yeah, I agree. The, I mean, the way – so Whitcraft had that upset win over Montori Bridges a couple weeks ago, and the way he won that match was pulled Bridges into short offense a bunch of times, slowed the match down, and then got a takedown in overtime um, on really his only committed attack in the entire match. And um, that's just not a game plan that you can execute on Austin DeSanto. It just, he just forces way too much action. So, I, yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he has any real path to victory here, and I think it's a tech um, – all on all on the tech tech train there. Um, at 141, Max Mirren was back last week as well. Um, he'll have Dusty Hone, um, who's been super solid all uh, year. Is, is Gefeller, what, what's the story of Gefeller? He's MIA. I don't know. I just I think they went with, Nobody with knows. Hone. I think he the was right. better than, than nothing else. Yeah. Uh, wow, G, okay. The only the only matches G's wrestled this year were at Scuffle. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if Hone just beat him in ranking matches because their results were yeah. pretty much the same. They both lost to Real Woods at Scuffle, and uh, they both beat an All-American. Uh, G beat yeah. Shoop. 
Hone beat Tariq Wilson. So I don't know. I don't know if they the weight was an issue. You guys, for... uh, you guys should have sent your correspondent on the ground to ask some tough questions. <laughs> we should have. They, I think, um, Coach Smith talked about that at one point when after the scuffle when Dusty Hone was in the lineup and somebody asked about G and he just I mean he kind of said something to the effect of like Hone's our guy I mean that just he's our guy right now and um so I don't I don't know if there's some subtext there like that you know there are reasons beyond just Hone's wrestling better or or if Hone's wrestling better because of some like external factors I don't know but um yeah but but you know John Smith was like this is you know this is what we're doing it didn't sound like there was much of a door left open for G to be back this season either. Dang. Um, so Murin, I, I would take Murin by decision. Um, Hones, yes, pretty tough to score on. Dom Demas wrestled twice and couldn't major him. I think both matches were what actually one to point Dom matches. Dom Demas this year, Kyle, he kind of fell off. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe Is this guys. One of those where they people scouted him. I mean, yeah. we talked about that, right? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I would say. Is you you have a better feel of what he's gonna do, and you're more prepared for it now. Because he's he's very unique and very specific, uh, with you know. So meaning he only uses a couple techniques, but they are very very unique. So you're not gonna see them a lot. So once you've got a couple feels and you get to watch them on tape, I mean, how many matches has he dropped this year? Only three, only, but it does. Three, but he's had- yeah, sudden victory over Ian Parker, sudden uh, tiebreaker over Michael Blockus, um, sudden victory over Matt Santos. So it's like people are, you know, sudden victory over Kyron Hagen. So people are taking him into overtime on a very regular basis. Guys who aren't that great. Yep, exactly. Much closer matches up and down the board. Uh, yeah, 6-4 with Dusty Hone the first time, 4-3 the second time. Um so for me, this is like a one, maybe two takedown match with with Mirren winning. Yep, I agree. All right, forty nine, probably the best match of the duel. Um, Boo Llewellyn, Pat Lugo. I think maybe I said on when we made our NCAA predictions. I think I might have said this was going to be my final. Um. NCAA, NCAA finals? Yeah, when we did those predictions with you Ooh. on oh, FRO. Like yeah. I think uh-huh. I said that this was going to be my final. Um, and I I picked Boo to win that, I think. Uh, so I'll take uh, I'll take Boo here. Uh, I'll, I'll go Lugo at home. He, he's been wrestling really well. Um, I think it's going to be a 3-2-4-3 a real, real tight match. Um, hey, just a quick update in our Facebook comments. We have both. Two different theories. One of them is that Capella has great issues, and the other one is that he's having surgery. So, um, hmm. you know, one of those two things is true. Could be both. <laughs> or, <laughs> or both. Did they I say what kind of surgery? <laughs> it does not say. Stop. It does not say what kind of surgery. <laughs> okay. Right. What? What's the inside joke that I'm missing? Someone in the office yesterday <laughs> told Bray that he was up all night because he had surgery. <laughs> And then Bray asked him what kind of surgery, and he said his answer was standard surgery. <laughs> He's like, just What's st- that mean? I don't know. <laughs> just standard surgery. You I didn't think- ask him? I, man, he, he was not volunteering that information. I think he got an organ snatched. I think that's what happened. I think someone's <laughs> by, I think, by I think who, he, the alien? <laughs> I think he woke up in a bathtub full of ice, and he had a, an organ snatched. I don't know. Either that or, <laughs> either that or someone – 
some some medical provider convinced him that there's something called standard surgery that everybody <laughs> has to have, and he's just like padding his. Well, uh, what he said, what he said, standard surgery. What did you look at him like? like we are. What? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? But he, but he like brought it up. There was a line for coffee. He was standing behind me, and he's like, he's like, man, I really need some coffee. And I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, and then, and then I was like, okay, yeah, me too. And then he came back to it. He's like, I, man, I really need some coffee. Like, why? <laughs> why? Are you tired? Yeah, I didn't sleep at night. What? Oh, why? Because <laughs> I had surgery. What surgery? Standard surgery. Okay. Well. What the world? <laughs> yeah. So, I, don't even, I don't even know what to say to that. Maybe Caden G. Feller had standard surgery, and now he can't, now he can't wrestle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There is. <laughs> Some stuff happens in this office. Uh, all right, Bray, who are you taking? Did you say? I didn't say. Oh man, I think I think up until maybe last week, I would have picked Lou Allen. But man, that win that Pat Lugo had over Brayton Lee was really, really solid. I I just I think Pat Lugo is wrestling too good right now. I'm taking Lugo. Okay. Uh, fifty-seven. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but Wyatt Sheets, Caleb Young. Uh, I want to look up the win she's had. Caleb Young and, and uh, nail biter. Five nail three. biter. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be. Cl- I mean, it's the Caleb Young match. It's always close. Does it go to Sun Victory? Uh, I'm not feeling overtime in this one. I'm feeling more like four three five three some somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel like does why she have any really good wins this year? Because I'm I'm trying. So to think he, of- I guess. Well, Taylor Bramani started the year like top ten. Um, but he's, he's fallen off. Yeah, hard. he he's fallen out of the ranking since. So maybe that's what I was saying. He beat Jock Hughes of Missouri. Okay. Solid win. Um, and then he has wins over Zavatoski of App State, who's ranked. Quincy Monday was three two. Um, it's about the same the as close. Caleb Young there. Yeah. So I guess I'm just overvaluing those Romani wins a little bit. Um, wait. Oh my God. Hold on. Hold on. Did Brady Berge wrestle a match against Talib Ramani this year? I'm sorry, against Josh Humphreys? Yeah. Yeah. That was his first match. Like, Where, how did I miss that? That was the Lehigh duel. It was like December 6th or something. I thought I thought Brady Berge's match against Quinn, Quinn, Quinn Kinner was his first one. No. He, um, he wrestled that duel and he won. He did look decent. And then we didn't okay. see him until that Kinner match. All right. Fair enough. We can get back to him uh, here in a second when we're done with this duel. Um, just keep me on focus, right? I got, I got my ADHD He's just jumping all over the place. I got you. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take sheets here. Whoa! Stole cold stunner. Oh my goodness! I don't know. I think I'm going. I, I think I'm literally gonna predict uh, Oklahoma, uh, Iowa shutout. Dang. I might. I might pick that too. Uh, I think. I think Caleb Young wins. I think. I think Caleb Young. Carver Hawkeye maybe gets a first period takedown and then that's kind of like most of the match. I think he's gonna. I think he'll win in a decision. The a thing that I don't. I just don't think is gonna be a shutout. Um, and John Smith said this when we were in Stillwater last year, like the night before the duel with Iowa. He's like something always happens in this duel that you don't expect or even like possibly think could happen. And then literally the first match, pitch, pitch, pin Spencer Lee. Um, that was that was so wild. So I, I trust the goat. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, sixty-five. Travis Whitlake, who's been awesome this year. Um, yeah, he's been wrestling really well. 
yeah, against Alex Marinelli. But Marinelli is just he's he's the bull, you know. I feel like yeah. 65's a two man race at this point, and Marinelli's just on a different level. Yeah, Mar- Marinelli doesn't have bad non NCAA losses. I mean, they just don't they don't exist. So um, he's literally he's only lost one time in the regular season. Yeah, to Vincenzo. That's it. So yep. Uh, Willig had a really good year. Almost, I mean, almost. Damn, he's only got one loss. Better better than I predicted him to have. Um, I didn't see him being this good, and he's been awesome. His lone loss is to Shane Griffith. Yeah, I totally agree because, you know, not that freestyle results can be an indicator, but um, he didn't when, – when he would wrestle freestyle tournaments, he didn't have the best results. And then last year in his redshirt year, he lost a couple of matches at Reno to Selden mm-hmm. Wright and Abner Romero. So you just – and that was – I guess that was up at 74, though. Um, and you weren't sure how he was going to be down at 65. But yeah, he's been awesome. The only loss to Griffith, as you said. Uh, I just, I see. I'll, I'll keep it a regular decision, though. I think yeah. so. I, I'm super curious how Whitlake stacks up to a lot of the rest of the top ten. Um, he just, his schedule hasn't allowed him to hit um, a lot of the best guys. He does have that win over Bullard, who, uh, who's now ranked top eight, um, but wasn't at the time, and and so. Just so many of the best guys are in the Big Ten, and he hasn't—he just hasn't had the opportunity to wrestle many of them. So I'm—I'm I'm really curious where where Whitlake is in relation to you know Isaiah White, in relation to um, you know Wick, those kinds of guys. But I don't think he has—I mm-hmm. don't think he has enough for Marinelli. But I—I just—I don't know where he is. Like I don't know if he's going to be around to twelve this year, or you know, could he hang with somebody like Isaiah White? I just—I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. He hasn't seen a lot of those top guys because Oklahoma State wrestled well, a tough if, schedule. Yeah, well, but it feels like after going through all this, that Oklahoma State does not have a tough schedule. Because I mean, we just talked about uh, Boo not having faced a lot of top guys. We talked about um, Hitch not having faced a lot of top guys. So I think Oklahoma State actually doesn't have a good schedule. I will counter with maybe the teams they wrestled just didn't have guys at that weight. You look at they wrestled Lehigh, Minnesota, Princeton. But that's okay. that's three weight classes now, Bracky. I mean, you pick three different weight classes, and then I, can we, I guess we kind of pick them at random and just kind of look through their guys. Well, I'm talking 49 and 65 here with Boo and Whitlake. Can you did tell me? Did they do any turn? Well, they did the scuffle. They did scuffle, and scuffle was way down. Scuffle was weak, yeah. Um, but can you tell me who Lehigh's 49 pounder is? Uh, no. Can you tell me who Lehigh's 65 pounder is? <laughs> Oh, I know this. Um, damn it. I know this one. No, I don't know it. You don't know. It. It's Brian Meyer. You didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought there was some, I thought maybe the Wolf of Wall Street was making a comeback or something. So the, <laughs> so the, the Minnesota duel, uh, he, beats, he beats Brayden Lee. And then at 65, who did they wrestle that duel? Who did Minnesota wrestle that duel? Minnesota's got a terrible set at 65. It's uh, Bailey O'Reilly. Bailey O'Reilly. Right. Um, so then Princeton – uh, but Minnesota's ki- not all that good this year. Princeton's top ten. Lehigh, what's Lehigh ranked? Minnesota's oh. a top ten tournament team. Lehigh, um, Lehigh's of, a, who do they have? What, Gable and McKee, and who else is ranked in the top? They have Gable, Gable both McKee, Skatska, okay. Owen Webster's a top twenty guy. Brainly, okay. Um, oh, Brainly, duh. And okay, then fine. so they oh. go to scuffle. 
They wrestled well, Pitt, who's a top I'll 15 team. They wrestled Northern Iowa, who's a top 25 team. They wrestled Iowa State, who's a top 25 team. South Dakota State, Missouri. We need a, we, <laughs> we, need a, uh, we need that guy who tweeted us last night. You saw him with all the stats. We need him to make us a team RPI. Who has the toughest schedules, in, including duels and tournaments? I bet Oklahoma State's not top 10. They'll be, they, they'd be they'd be hurt with because scuffle wasn't that great, but their dual schedule yeah. was pretty tough. Okay, hey, who was that guy? Do you remember? What, do you know what I'm talking about, Kyle? Yeah, um, D1 stat or something. Hang on, I can yeah, find him. He has some he has some awesome statistics, um, including the the Chalice Award. Who? Yeah, I I think it's the first year where kind of like I always feel like the Chalice Award has went to someone who's challenged, kind of challenging for a national title ish. Um, and this year, it feels like it's going to go to likely someone who's fairly lower in the rankings. Yep. No, you know, absolutely. A, a Jay, a, yeah, Jay Schwarm or Matt Stencil, which, you know, Stencil's good. I think he's ranked fifth right now, something like that. Your, ma- your man, Ben Darmstadt, is up there, too. Yeah, D- Darmstadt dropped like a rock in the rankings. He lost <laughs> Ben Whitman. I can't help him on that. My guy, Tanner <laughs> yeah, Cook. St- my guy, Tanner Cook, up there, too, with 10 yeah. pins. What so he's not, he's so Darmstadt's probably gonna win it because he'll have four matches at the IWAs and five or six. In, I bet I bet he'll get get the most pins. Swarm Swarm is not gonna get a pin tonight against Eric Barnett, um, and then I guess he might get some pins at the Big Twelve. So yeah, he absolutely could. Okay, be I wouldn't rule. That. I mean, I could see tonight's match going to pin for either guy. With Barnett. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. They're both they're both pinners for yeah. sure. It could definitely go either way. All right, that was enough. Is Oklahoma State schedule tough talk? Um, moving on the to one. No. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is I think it's pretty good. I think I literally like look at it. Who is who's Pitt's one sixty five pounder? Jake Wenzel. Whitlake beat him. He's a top Wentzel. ten guy. Forty nine. Um, I you think guys they actually have Wenzel at fourteen. Yeah. Okay, fourteen. Um, uh, the top fourteen guy. <laughs> Just that's what I said. Um, <laughs> All right, let's talk about something more fun. Camera versus uh, uh, Joe Smith. Is Joe Smith gonna survive? Is he gonna survive? Yeah, he's gonna be fine. Um, are, are you sure? Are you sure about that? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it's gonna let's be see, well. Okay, so this is crazy. There are two. Both guys started their careers at 157 pounds. They wrestled their freshman year twice at 157, and now they're oh both up goodness. at 174. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. They wrestled in the duel in uh, Stillwater, and then third place, NCAA match. Wow. It was actually an awesome match. Uh, Kimmer won in Sun Victory. He Smith tried to pass a, a leg, if I remember right, and he just kind of planted him on his back and got a six-point move, but it was an awesome match. Um, Damn. This time around, although Joe does look better than he than he did like when he came back against Styre or at Scuffle, it's just he's not gonna have enough to beat Kim Dog. Kemmer's got too much pressure. It, it, it's not gonna. It, I don't believe it's gonna be pretty. Um, yeah, Kemmer's gonna bring the pressure. He's gonna, he's gonna fade fast. Yeah, it worries me in Carver, and then he's also not good on bottom. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll just get stuck on bottom for a very long period of time. <laughs> and that that could be not good because Kimmer can ride you, um, especially yeah. if you're tired. So 
I'm going to say decision. Would not surprise me if this one gets out of hand. Yeah. Agreed. Totally. I Man, I think this could be a major. I, I think I might pick a major here. This Last year when Joe Smith wrestled Marinelli at NCAAs, you know, he the, Marinelli has a style where, like, if you can keep it to the hand fight and tie him up, then, you know, you can keep that match close. But I just think Kemmerer is going to fire off an attack, like, immediately. Yep. And I think that – the, the sooner points go on the board, the more likely it is that, that this thing gets blown wide open. So I, I think it's a major decision for Kimmer. Yeah. I'm going to go pin. What? <laughs> no I way. He pins Kimmer is a pinner, dog. Is he? I don't know. Seems like it. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're Let making me, me fact check this. I'm going to fact check it myself because I, I hate being wrong. <laughs> Kimmer feels like a pinner. Kimmer, don't let me down, buddy. He just pins Gatska, so that's true. Hey, that's an all-American. Two pins. Yes, two pins. <laughs> oh, Kemmer, come on, buddy. You got you got to do a little better than that. Wow. Okay. This is actually. Well, hold on. Wait. Listen to this stat. I'm on WrestleStat. Uh huh. This is his worst season for bonus points of all of his seasons he's wrestled. Isn't that crazy? That is surprising because I feel like he looks awesome this year. Yeah. I mean, his redshirt year, he actually had his highest. He had 74%, which obviously he probably wrestled a little weaker schedule. But then yeah. his freshman sophomore year, he was in the 60s in both those. And right now he's at 58%. He also – he only has 12 matches. And mm, yeah. has he only wrestled in duels this year? Yeah. Yeah, no tournaments at all. Man, I wonder how that – The only tournament they went to was Midlands. And remember, he they didn't wrestle him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't matter going into Big Tens, but um, it is interesting. No, no tournament wrestling so far for Kimmerer. Hmm. Yep. One eighty four. Yeah. Another spot where I, I think uh, Oklahoma State could could sneak one. Uh, Anthony Montavo, a freshman from California, against uh, true freshman Abasad Montavo redshirt. Yep. Uh, I I think Abasad is winning this one for sure. Uh, I don't think that Montalvo has enough for him. Montalvo's having, you know, Oklahoma State's at this point where if they weren't Oklahoma State, we'd be saying, wow, some of these guys are really developing well. But because they're Oklahoma State and we expect so much out of them, um, it's like, oh my gosh, what, you know, what's going on here? What's going on there? And that's kind of how I feel about Montalvo is they, they probably expected more of him. And he's having like kind of a sneaky good season, but he's not very high up there. Yeah, he's, he's having a heck of a run right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Northern Colorado duel, beats Alan Clothier, um, then North beats Nino Bonacorsi, loses to Taylor Luan only for nothing, then rattles off win of, wins over Marcus Coleman, Zach Carlson, Dylan Wisman, uh, Tate Samuelson, who's been ranked some this year, and then gets mm-hmm. another win over Darren Roberts. So yeah, he I mean he's on a tear right now. Um, they call him Taco. That's what the Oklahoma State guys oh, call him. So um, racist. I'm going with Taco. Oh, Frankie! I I, I had someone t- call me racist over the farmer comment the other day, and I'm I don't even I don't even know. Far, <laughs> farming farming is a race. Uh, I guess farming's a race. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I guess in Iowa. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I knew you were so gonna re- take so, some flack so for that, ridiculous. but I did not expect it them to go there with that. Like, but how do you even get there? I don't it's know. Like it's a. It's so weird. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. 
Man, I don't know. There's there's kind of two versions of of Montalvo. Um, when he beat when he beat Bonacorsi, he looked really really good. Uh, but the win he had over um, Carlson, did you see that match? That was he got uh, takedown right at the end of regulation, and well, kind of like so he gets in on a shot. It didn't look like a takedown, and um, John Smith goes over and has a conversation with the officials. Doesn't challenge. Time runs out. Like doesn't challenge, but the officials go ahead and take a look at it anyway. And you know, it was it, it was a, ba- a match at Oklahoma State, and so the Oklahoma commentators are like, "Well, I guess he's going to take a look at this and make sure he got it right." But <laughs> we're not going to see the score change. And um, but sure enough, like they gave him the takedown. So I mean, it was a match where like, <laughs> Carlson was was right in there, and I, I don't know. Montalvo had one attack. It was I, I don't think it was a takedown, but they gave it to him. And then, similarly, his match with Samuelson at Wyoming, he got a, a, an edge-of-the-mat stall call for the second stall point towards the end of regulation. That was the call that um, oh, yeah. that fired up Coach Branch, and then he got you know was, was uh, had that interview um, about taking team points away. But uh, so I don't know. I mean, he's got he's had a couple matches where if if one little thing goes differently, you know, maybe he doesn't win those. Um, but I don't know. For some reason, I think he can beat Assad. I think he. I think he beat Assad. Assad's missed a little bit of time. Um, so, I don't know. I'm going to go Montalvo. I don't really feel like I have a great reason for it. But I just – I think I think he can get it done. All right. Uh, I pick I picked Assad, right? Yeah. I believe so. Okay. <clears throat> uh, 197, Battle of All Americans, Dakota Gear, Jacob Warner. Um, hey, did you guys like how my rumor came true about Jacob Warner? I said he, he was – you know, he's – Holler at all the women, and then now he comes and he comes out the fat, uh, fat bottom. <laughs> yeah. it's, easy, it's easy top. Rumor confirmed. Rumor confirmed. Uh, that is one of the best walkout songs that there is. Um, <laughs> what was your walkout song, Bracky? I don't have one. You didn't have one? Uh, no. Ever, I wish ever in your life. Come on, you had to pick one. Oh, if I had to pick one, um, man, I don't know. I, let me let me come back to it. Let me think on it while okay. we're while we're going on. Um, uh, I wish the schools like had to submit like what everyone's walkout songs were, so we could like because I want. Well, first of all, I want to see because I'm interested, and then um, I want to do like a list of the best ones. Do you know yeah. that Jared Verclearen, uh comes out to the Lion King? Wait. No, I didn't know that. In the ju- like the in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion oh, sleeps tonight. No. Why? Oh my goodness! I yeah, swear, why? like the the Penn State guys come out to some bizarre ones. Hmm. Um, um. Hey, so uh, but uh, damn, I just lost my thought. So this guy, uh, Neil, he he's always correcting people. I, I had a thought, and then he said Queen sings, uh, "Fat Bottom Girls," not ZZ Top. I thought it was ZZ Top. <laughs> I don't know my it's, historical it's Queen. rock music. <laughs> Damn it! Ah, <laughs> I don't know my historical rock music. <laughs> ZZ Top's uh, every girl's crazy about the sharp dressed man. Do they, do they do pour some sugar on uh, me as well? Who does no. that? Who no, does that song? no, that's yes. <laughs> who is that? Ray's worst. Are you serious that's, right uh, now? Uh, who is it? Pour some sugar on me. That's a uh, Def Leppard. Yes, Def Leppard. That was Def it. Lepp. Don't right. they have the guy with the How am I the youngest? The yeah, how am I the youngest one on this show? And I'm the one getting all this stuff right. I don't know. Hey, Speak. you know what you guys – oh, I, here's what I was going to say. 
You know what you guys did for a while that I really liked um, that I would encourage you guys to do again? I, okay. I don't know who in the office did it. The top 10 celebrations of the year. Yeah, and we have a question about that. Um, there was kind of that like a, a group project. We would all collab on it, and then uh, Joe K and um, Nick V and I would, would make the graphic. Uh, so, yeah, we need to collab on that now that the season's winding down and maybe put a list out before the postseason. But, yeah, no, that – uh, we have a question about that. We can get to. We can do it right oh. now. Screw it. We'll do it Next right now. Question. Someone asked, "Does Chad Red Jr. have the best celebrations in the country?" And then Bailey Brown <clears throat> said, "Not when there's a man named Mark Hall still wrestling. His are quite good." And those two are definitely at the top of the list. Um, Red Red's had some awesome ones, dating all the way back to his high school state finals when he beat Nick Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. That was incredible. And then uh, when he All-Americaned uh, last year, did a little crossover in the fadeaway jumper. Uh, that was really good. <laughs> well, what about this year, though, Kyle? This, this year? year um, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any really, really good ones. Mar- Mark had a um, just, like, the, the quiet down to Nebraska. Like, he kind of did, like, the, Le- the LeBron, like, quiet down after he pinned Labriola. Um, <laughs> Chad yeah. Red was all fired up after he uh, he decked somebody from Matt, Cole Matten from Michigan okay, in the first Michigan. period, and he was just doing this flex thing. He would like look over. He kept like readjusting his flex. It was pretty awesome. Uh, uh, he had, I he think had we a, should have, we should have a listeners submit all of the best ones, and then we and then we get to watch them and pick. Yeah, Nebraska has had some really good like whole team reactions after after matches when Chad Red pinned Tariq Wilson yeah. at CKLV and he like ran you know ran over to the to the corner that was pretty great oh and yeah then, yeah that was dope who Labriola beat for third was it Skatska um mm-hmm. or Romero one of those but he you know Labriola like had you know ran over to the corner that was pretty wild I think Kevon Davenport's the reason that <laughs> some of those celebrations are so good he gets everybody fired up Okay, I got mine. Uh, Trent Hidley smashing the chair. That's number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. when he raises the roof. <laughs> when, that's awesome. I was dying. I thought about what you were saying yesterday or what Kevin Dresser was saying. Like, at, I was playing with my kids. I started thinking about it. it was, yeah, you can't, maybe you can't raise the roof so early. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did he say? Maybe the second period is not the time like, to raise Maybe the not rough. raise the roof in the second period. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying laughing about that last night. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you got to uh, put G Grim up there for celebrating during a match. Middle of the match. <laughs> yes, that's bonus. If you celebrate in the match, that's extra points for sure. Yeah. What about uh, Ayers destroying that wheelbarrow? That was pretty. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. So, what happened? Wheel. They always have that wheelbarrow on the side of the mat, and when when Princeton beat Cornell, Ayers went over and like. Chuck the wheelbarrow. He was a like bit. smacking the inside of it, and then and he then just like <laughs> shoved it. <laughs> that was great. It was this. It was like two days after uh-huh. Trent punched the chair, so everyone was just destroying stuff. And I, loved I, it. I would love like if someone actually had a predetermined destroying, like there's something set up, and they just got the. <laughs> ben yeah. just knocked our. I think yeah. we can't hear you. I lo- we lost Ben. He just knocked his table around. He did the, 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 the celebration, the destructive celebration. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't hear what's going on. Oh man, that's great. Uh, we'll continue to keep it moving here. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That, trying to get that audio fixed. Uh, yeah. So, 
There you go. There you are. <laughs> Let's maybe not uh, raise the rough. Forty-five minutes into the show, <laughs> raise the rough a little too early. Uh, okay, let's get back on track. Maybe, uh, maybe Warner will give us a, a, a celebration if he beats Dakota Gear. The, uh, Gear, I, I think he's undersized for ninety-seven, and I think that is part of why he's struggling here. I know he doesn't cut any weight, um, and he just doesn't look as big as these guys. Yeah, I, I agree. And I got Warner by decision. I do too. Speaking of Warner and celebrations, the Eric Schultz uh, win over over Warner. He mm. he had a little little something to say to. Um, he did the towel wave because Telford, Telford. That was when Telford was on the chair, uh, waving the towel. Oh God, so, that's the worst celebration. <laughs> that's number last. N- number last. <laughs> number last I celebration. I like number, that. Number I like last. When, I like when Schultz did that to to Telford. Like, yeah, he looked right that, over the corner and was chair waving his towel. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, goodness. I do like. Um, a couple people have uh, taken the headgear and done the Caldwell with it, waving the. What's the What's the Caldwell? It's kind of taking your headgear and waving it like a towel. Uh, Isaiah White did it when when he pinned Ethan Smith, and then um, Aguilar, I believe, from Rutgers, did it the other day when he beat Diagostino. Yeah, we we need better celebrations. Let's go, guys. I agree. But kids feel like they can't celebrate because stupid officials are going to take points away from them. Not the officials, the rules. The rules are going to take points away from them. Yes. Dude, but like you're I saying, got... if you're not if you're not partying on your opponent, who cares? Yeah, you got you got to party on them sometimes. All right, uh, <laughs> we got big to- big tone by pin. Let's go. Let's get done with this duel and then talk about Badgers versus uh, Northern yeah. Iowa. Yeah, I, I agree. Shut out. Big tone tech pin. Not gonna be a shutout. I'm telling you, something crazy is gonna happen. I called multiple I called like four bonus point matches for Iowa. I am I'm the worst Iowa homer. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. You're... You go you flip flop on them. Well I got call... tech ball from I got tech ball from DeSanto, major from Spencer, pin from Kemmer, pin from that's uh so we're talking 30, 33, 36, 38, 39, 0. Oh god. Oh man, that's not happening. <laughs> that sounds so unrealistic, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, wow. But you you, you flip flop on the Hawkeyes. You went, you're calling their their fans dumb farmers, and the next you're picking them to shut out Oklahoma State. <laughs> they are. They are though. It's terrible. Oh god. <laughs> All some right. Of the t- things that were being yelled when I was announcing some of the things that were being yelled, I could not believe. Oh my goodness. Do you have examples? Yeah. What were they saying? Oh, um, well, th- there were a few racist things being said. Uh, we were in Iowa. Uh, I will not repeat those. Um, but no, it was the one. What the, the thing I was complaining about when the guy was crawling out of bounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my God, the crowd. Oh, he's crawling out of bounds. He just wants off the mat. <laughs> I was like, oh, for God's sakes, there's nothing else he could do. Will you people shut up back there? Were you telling him to shut up? No, I was. <laughs> I, I was. Profe- I was professional. That would have been really funny if you if you were on the call and t- <laughs> just like hang on a second, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, all right, tonight in Madison, you're going. You're taking AWA kids, right? Yeah, our, our middle school group. So, uh, yep, we hope we have a bunch going. Awesome. Uh, right at the top, somebody it, somebody's getting decked. It's gonna. I'm, be, I'm calling. Yeah. It. <laughs> so. I'm gonna go with Barnett doing the decking, but it's it's gonna be that first match is gonna be wild. It's gonna be all over the place. 
Those guys both like to cradle. They both uh, Barnett's got some really good throws. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. some someone's getting decked for sure. Uh, uh, Barnett's got a you're better picking, record. You're, you're than picking I... swarm by fall, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Picking swarm. By... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm doing it, Bray. Me too. I can't get that. I can't get that last swarm pin out of my head. But um, I mean, they really could go either way. But I, I like I like how swarms looked. You you literally like. You can't pick Swarm by decision because it's you can't. much more likely he's going to pin you. Yeah, way more likely. 100%. All right. So, 33, uh, Jack Skalarczyk, Austin, Texas native, Westlake High School stand-up. Um, huh. Against n- number one, Seth Gross. I think we all probably go bonus for Gross here. Yeah, major. Yep, major. Major good. Um, 141, Michael Block is Tristan Rand, probably one of the marquee matchups of the night. Yep. Ben, we all know you're going to pick Tristan Rand probably by like double pin I'm gonna, or something. You know, I'm going to pick it by, uh, I, I think there's a decent chance of a pin because Block is, does, does like to shoot a lot. And that's oh. where, you know, Tristan loves to counter. Um, but Block has actually been wrestling significantly better. So I'm going to go Tristan by decision. Yeah, I am too. Um. Just a little too much for Blockers at this point. He's a, he's a freshman, but really good. Yep, decision, I think, too. All right, 49, another big one. It's going to help decide this one. Ma- number 10, Max Thompson. Number 15, Cole Martin. I won't call him a turkey sandwich because I respect him, unlike Christian Piles. <laughs> um, does the, does uh, Cole Martin get a big upset? <laughs> Dude, I'm looking at I'm sorry. I think yes. <laughs> You got to hear I know you already called this out, Bracky, but I had to confirm. Do you know what Jay Schwarm's pin to regular decision ratio is? No. Doesn't Well, yeah, like, what do you what what do you, what's your guess? Like how many Okay, how many more times pins does he have versus decision? It's close to 5 times, isn't it? Yeah, it's got cuz he only has It's got to be 7 times. It's 5 to 1. Five it's to 14 one. to 3. He has, he has three decisions. He has a decision oh over Dak Punky, uh, a decision over Alex Thompson, a decision over Nathan Cummings. He has his only three decisions, and the man's got 14 <laughs> pits. What? It's insane. So how many losses does he have? Is, uh, hold on. He has eight losses. Man. What a wild A couple wow. of those are by fall, too. <laughs> so he's like pin or be pinned. <laughs> wow, that is wild. He yeah, lost by fall to Chris Cannon. Uh, that's the only one, actually. Never mind. I thought he had more. Check called by Mackle. Okay. Um, wow. I, I got Cole Martin. I'm going all, all, all Badgers. Let's go. I'm, I'm going Max Thompson. He builds off that, that win uh, against Jared Dagan. I think so, too. I I don't know. I don't know. There are two different versions of Cole Martin, huh? What's up with that? No, I, I don't think there are. I, I think he's actually probably one of the most consistent guys on the roster. He just doesn't have a, a really, really good go-to offense. He has some big moves, you know, like the, like what he hit against Purinton. Um, and so, some you know, it makes a lot of the matches close, really close, right? So when they're really close, yeah. a lot of times they can go either way. Um, he's not, he's, you know, he's solid on top and bottom, but not great. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of close matches and, you know, like I said, I think the Verclair match, you know, that, that takedown, the one takedown, the match could have went either way. Um, but yeah, so I think it's gonna be a really competitive match, you know, real down to the wire. Yeah. Um, I think, I think more, or I, I think Thompson in this one, but I don't know. I, 
there's just times when I feel like uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking about that beginning of the season with Ogan Sanyan. Um, I felt like that was definitely a match mm, he was going to win, and then and then it kind of got wild at the end. But mm-hmm. um, that's probably his worst loss. Yeah, that's probably his worst one. So yeah, I'm looking through. He's a little more consistent than maybe I thought. Graham Rooks, who he lost to, has been really coming on. Um, yeah, Graham Rooks has other... had a really good season. Yeah, he really is. And a lot of his other losses are to guys in the top ten. So, um, but I think I don't know. I think I think Thompson's rounding into form heading to the postseason. So I think Max Thompson. Yep. Okay. Uh, Fit... fi... Go ahead, Ben. Fifty-seven. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Wisconsin again, baby. I am too. Here, um, <laughs> I liked. The first time I remember really being like, dang, this model kid's a goer, is last year they wrestled Illinois in a duel there in Madison, and he was down big to Eric Barone, and he nearly came back and beat him just because he was all over him for seven minutes and was like taking him down, letting him up, trying to get back in the match. Um, He ended up coming up just short, but ever since then I really liked him. And then after seeing what he did to uh, Piper and then – he had that close match with Jake Tucker as well. I'm gonna take uh, model here. Yeah, Ray. Um, are we sh- are we sure we're gonna see more? Is he is he listed as the as a problem, or or, mm. or could we maybe see Geertz? I don't know. Uh, Moore's been wrestling Moore, the past I've, few. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was listed on on the thing I, I was looking at. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I take model in that case too. I, I don't know. Gears is a little bit interesting, and I mean he had that. Who was the, who was the good win that he had? Um, he beat Wyatt Sheets in that in that duel with Oklahoma State. That was like the really unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I think he yeah. had a losing record when he got that win. But uh, but if it's but if it's more, I think I think I like Model. Nice. Cool. Uh, I think this probably easiest one: the duel Evan Wick over uh, Austin Yant. For sure, uh, bonus probably too. Easy. Bonus, yes. I'll say I, major. I say yep, decent. I think decent chance of a pin mm-hmm. um, in that match. Um, Seventy-four. I think that Steyer. That's probably the, you know, whether it's Dower or Krediger. Um And Krediger's been wrestling a little bit better, but steyer has been great this year. I mean, he the light, who do you lose to this weekend? That was really kind of surprising. I'm Colbray. Colbray. Yeah, which I didn't see that one coming because he's been so solid all year long. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to take Steyer here by Major. No matter who they who they uh, send out there. Dow or Kreininger. Dow wrestled the last last weekend against Michigan. Uh, Taylor Luan, Johnny Sebastian, uh, top 21 showdown, 184. Luhan's just been too good this year. I'm, go- I'm going Luhan. I mean, he's solid everywhere. Doesn't really have a weakness. <laughs> It'll be competitive, um, but I think Luhan's going to win. Yeah, I mean Johnny's been good this year. He's only he only loses to guys ranked ahead of him. Yeah. Um, yep. He's just hit a lot of really tough dudes here recently. Um, but yeah, Luhan, just regular decision. Yeah, Luhan beat him up uh, pretty good at at Midlands, seven to three. Um, I, I think it's Luhan decision. Yeah. Uh, we're at ninety-seven. Yep. I don't even know who Northern Iowa's guy is here. I, I know their, so, their main guy is hurt. Yeah, Holschlag, um, dumb for the year, it looks like. Um, that They've been wrestling Isaiah Patton, who started the year at 174. Um, wow. So I, I'll favor 
the whoever Wisconsin sends Watkins and Christensen kind of been trading yeah, goals. Th- that's been an interesting one because they obviously pulled Christensen out of red shirt. Um, but then they've been starting Watkins more frequently and ne- neither one of them has had a huge amount of success. Um, at all, right? I was kind of thinking Pete would have a little more success as, as a freshman, but that just hasn't been the case. Yeah, it's kind of hope. I think they were hoping one of those guys would, you know, kind of take control of the of the weight and get a big win, mm-hmm. and they just haven't. But I, I think either either guy they send out probably beats Patton. Okay, and then I obviously Trent, Trent wins at heavyweight. Northern Iowa's got nobody there. Um, <laughs> nobody there like Carter Isley. He's ranked thirteenth. Yeah. I agree. I think Hilger True. wins. <laughs> you, don't, you, you hate it when I write people off, don't you? <laughs> well, when they're pretty good people like Carter Isley. <laughs> yeah, what if, he, what, if he's all, what if he's all fired up from just having had the rough raised on him in the second period and he comes out and <laughs> wrestles really he, he well? Just got the rough ra- he just got the rough raised on him in the second period. That's what the next he, topic, Bracky. <laughs> what if he raises his own rough? <laughs> I'm telling Hilger to raise the rough in the first period. Dude, if he does, uh, I'll die. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Hilger's lost to – he's literally lost to the top four. He lost to Cassiope, Stencil, Stevenson, and Paris. Uh, besides that, uh, he's been really, really good all year long. Yep. Um, okay. Let, there's a few other duels right. I just want to kind of just, like, get quick picks on. Um, Arizona State has a tough uh, – Kind of, they're heading east this weekend. They go to Lehigh Friday night in North Carolina. Uh, I believe that one's on Sunday. Um, but there, there are a few, few really good matches here. Uh, we can just pick really quick. Uh, Patel okay. and Court, Courtney. Patel. Yeah, I'll take Patel too. Um, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize he's ranked fifth in the country. Um, kind of having, having a quiet year. A great, great year. Yeah. Uh, then Anthony Valencia, Jordan Cutler. Color. Yeah, color too solid for the craziness that is Anthony Valencia. Bray, you got yep opinion yep, on yep. this too? Okay. Color. Uh Tanner Hall, Jordan Wood. Um man, both these guys are kind of having down years a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't whew. uh Tanner Hall. I'm gonna take Wood. Wood? I'm going Hall. Hall's two and zero against Wood. Yeah, I think he keeps it rolling. Wow. Haters. Haters. <laughs> Virginia Tech and Pitt Friday night. Uh, another really good one in the ACC. Um, 165 is a little interesting. Number nine, David McFadden. Number 14, Jake Wenzel. Can McFadden get back on track? Um, I'm going yes for McFadden. He'll be back on track. That loss was kind of – I didn't really see the loss to Bullard coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's definitely going to get back on track. Agreed. I, I think so, too. Yep. Uh, and then 184, number 200, Bowling, number 7, Nino Bonacorsi. Uh, Hunter Bowling. He, he's on fire. He's a stud. Yeah. Christiansburg Cowboy uh, for the win there. Uh, Army-Navy, maybe, when you're talking college sports, you know, obviously one of the most historic rivalries in any sport. Yep. Um, and this one – definitely be be pretty pretty exciting atmosphere uh it, it's not a ranked matchup because prince only has three matches and he, he did drop that weird one to Crotman in between two really good mm-hmm. wins 
Um, but Marcus Hartman and Jared Prince. Um, uh, going Marcus Hartman. I think he's been having a really good year. Mm-hmm. I like what he does, Marcus Hartman. Yeah, nearly won Midlands as an unseated wrestler uh, or unranked wrestler. I should was say. it was the backup at that point in time. Yep, yep, great call. Um, Lean Hartman too, but I would not be shocked if Jared Prince wins this. Yeah, I I kind of feel the same way that um, super dangerous matchup here for Hartman. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm going to pick Hartman. He looks so good at Midlands, but um, super dangerous. Um, and then Kale McCormick, Tanner Schedule at 165, and Ben Harvey, ben Harvey and Spencer Carey at 174. Carey's not ranked right now, but he has been in the rankings, um, yep. kind of in and out all season. I'll take Schedule and then Harvey. Agreed. Yep. That uh, – Really should be a really fun duel on Friday night. Army's having a really nice season. They're they're seventeenth in our duel rankings and, and so they're they got ten solid dudes. Uh, it's a really solid lineup. Um and then Sunday Arizo- finishing out Arizona State's uh road trip. Number twenty three, Jacory Teamer, number eleven, AC Headley. I, I need to look up Jacory Teamer's season. I thought he was gonna have Man, I was really excited for him to come out this year, and, I, and he just hasn't seemed to have had the year that I think we thought we were going to have out of him. Um, so I think under that, we'll, we'll pick um, AC Headley. Okay. Yeah. I, I, Headley's been great coming up two weights. Another guy we've seen do it. I'll take him as well. Yeah. Jacory's 13-5 and five this year. I mean, I was I was expecting a guy who could – possibly you know be a high all-american and so i guess i'm kind of disappointed by what we're getting to this point mm-hmm. i agree with you if he somehow has a weekend where he beats humphreys and and headley that'll That's make true. postseason really interesting i just don't see it though yeah he hasn't he hasn't shown that yep um okay do you guys want to get to some cues from f's let's do let's do a few cues from f's and then uh yeah, and then I'll report back after from the Northern Iowa duel. I think I I think I called that one uh, uh, nine to one, right? No, eight to two, <laughs> eight to eight to. At least no bias. Gave you and I a couple matches. No bias whatsoever, guys. Um, uh, Fred at Fred is epic. Wow, epic Fred. Who has the best <laughs> wrestling nickname of all time? I got Nick Simmons at East Lansing Strangler. Oh, that's a great one. I think we're, we're in the midst of the greatest nickname of all time, Gas Tank Gary. Gas Tank Gary's definitely up there. Um, getting back to when you thought Jacob Warner came out to this band, uh, Zach Zavatsky, ZZ Top, that was really good. Yeah. Ooh, that, was, that was a good one. I think my favorite current is definitely Gas Tank Gary. That would be another great infographic for Flow to Create. Best, you could do best current nicknames and best all-time nicknames. I think that would be a pretty fun fun graphic to create. It's um, a few people have the bull, you know. Yeah, Alex Marinelli's That's a good a bull. one. Um, yep. Sammy, I like I like Captain America for Kyle Snyder was a really good one. Too. Yep, that was a great one. Um, but that I see people calling Sammy Alvarez the bull as well. Really? Yeah. Sammy Henson too. Yeah, I think I think they got the Sammy Alvarez one from Sammy Henson. You know, okay. both Sammys, yeah, sure, sure. and they just threw the bull on there. Is Sammy the bull some type of mob character? I don't know. It's a great question. I'm I'm gonna Google it real quick. Uh, <laughs> let's see who else has had great nicknames. 
Yeah, Sammy the Bull uh, is Sammy Gravano, an Italian-American former mm. underboss of the Gambino crime family. Boom. Okay. Oh, he was the man who helped bring down John Gotti. Wow. Dang. He's a rat. Oh, so you don't actually want to be named. <laughs> you don't want to be Sammy the Bull. You just want to be the Bull. <laughs> you do not. Uh, who else had a great nickname? That's all I'm, all I'm thinking of right now. <laughs> Someone put okay. in the in the chat, uh, if CP was here, he would mention Trotto Baggins. Um, that he tried to give no, Devin Schroeder. Like I don't either. I hate it. <laughs> oh wow. man. Oh the oh uh, Steve Bowman. Steve Bowman. The sh- the dealership. Oh, that was good. <laughs> the dealership. That was good. Oh, that was a good one. That was great. Okay. Uh, t- if you guys yeah. remember some, tweet us. Facebook us, and maybe maybe we can do something with that. Um, that would be a really great infographic. Top top nicknames of all time or something. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Stevens. Oh, I got ma- ma- the Magic Man. That's a good one. Yes, it is. Mm. Yep. He I got like that, that one. one early, too. Like when early, he was yes. in high school. That Yeah. Oh, Backpack Lezak. Yeah, Alex Dialoso. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Shout out to Alex for reminding us of that one. That one was great. And uh, Minnesota had some fun with that one, too. Um. Yeah. I remember they did the elevator skit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know another good current one that people love? Uh, Thor. They call Hilger Thor. And yeah. Man, mm-hmm. people bring their Thor hammers, and they, they love that. That's a really good one. He he uh, did a great job of playing into it a few times when he won duels. Yeah. He, like, put his hand yep. up and acted like the hammer, and then he brought it down. Yep. That, that was great. Maybe, maybe we could see that. To, maybe he could do that after, after the first takedown first, tonight. First period. Maybe he, <laughs> he gets a takedown, and he's on top. And he just holds the head down, and he calls for his hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's do it. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, Sebastian Rivera, hammer. Oh, Seabass. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, after Big Tens last year, uh, some we were following him, getting ready to do an interview with him, and uh, some kid in the hallway asked him for an autograph, and he drew a fish. He drew a fish and signed it, Seabass. That's good. Oh my goodness! I'm pretty sure he um, has a fish tattooed uh, on the inside of his arm now too. Wow, Gorilla a grill Hulk for Frank Molinaro. That's a good yep. one. Yeah, that was yep. good. Kid Dynamite for Kyle Dake. Uh, Todd Train says I like that one too. You guys need to do a top ten for sure. Did Mike Evans have a nickname? Joey Cardizano wants to know. Hmm. I don't. Not. That I don't I remember, remember one for him. Hmm. No, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, let us know the ones we missed because, yeah, we, I, I think we should do a list. Um, Eric Stevens, is there a guy at 125 that Spencer Lee can beat that would push him past Zahid in the Hodge rankings, or is it pretty much status quo as long as Zahid is Zahid? I mean, if he jacks up Pichinini and Jack Mueller and you know maybe Pichinini, whoever's getting in the NCAA semis, I think that would help. But, if, but then if Zahid does the same thing, Zahid's bracket's tougher than Spencer's, I think. Yeah, it is definitely deeper. So, so if he if he blitzes everyone, I think it's him for sure. I think right now for sure, yeah. So he's in the driver's seat. He needs Spencer needs to just keep bonusing people the way he is, and yeah. then he needs Zahid to stumble, not lose. Yep. Obviously, that would help, but yeah. uh, just yep. get a bunch of regular decisions. It's, yep. Uh, and. Oh, I remember um, well, last year with Nolf and Nickel, they were, I mean, 
pretty much as dead even Back as you could forth. be. Nickel was maybe a little bit ahead going in NCAAs, and then Nolf has that super controversial match with Hayden Heidley, and at that moment you felt like, okay, as long as Nickel doesn't lose, this is this is Nickel's. Um, yeah. Pops Redfoot, will Vincenzo Joseph intentionally lose at Big Tens <laughs> to avoid potentially jinxing himself at NCAAs? Well, I, I don't understand why. Why is this jinxing himself? I, I didn't even really fully grasp the. Well, question. he's ne- he's never won Big Tens because never. But he also lost it in yeah, last and that, year. yeah. That's the thing so, is he also lost this year, or lost yeah, NCAA's so that, last year. Yeah, so that, that does. I don't feel like that really makes sense. <clears throat> so you think it's okay if he goes ahead and wins Big Tens this year? Then I think it'd probably be nice if he had one Big Ten <laughs> Big Ten championship to his resume. I kind of hope. He doesn't just that'd be hilarious if he was like a three time national champ but never won Big Tens. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I mean it could really happen. And it can just be like a little fun fact trivia that you yeah. you get people with. Because they're like, ah, oh, surely Vincenzo won his own conference. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Um Ces Antista. Uh Gilman lost six pounds in one hour in Russia. What's the most You've seen loss in a workout. Bono claimed on T-Row Funky. Funky. Reader lost 14 in shorts and a t-shirt. Claimed he needed 32, 32-ounce Gatorades to replenish his system. <laughs> I think that I think this guy messed up on the 32-ounce Gatorades because that would be that would be eight pounds. Oh, wait. No, that would be 64 pounds. 64 pounds? Come on. <laughs> Give me a break, bro. I think, I think he messed up. Uh, I don't Reader sweats insanely. Uh, but I feel like that's not maybe not reader level. Maybe he's on the end of the curve. But I pounds in a practice is kind of no big deal for a lot of college guys if the room is hot and they get a good workout in. We had a heavyweight who would, yeah, he would lose routinely ten, you know, more than that at times. And like when we would go eat at the cafeteria after practice, this dude would have a tray like lined with with. <laughs> you know, mostly water, like probably two thirds water, and then maybe like a couple glasses of milk or whatever. But it was like the heaviest tray. I always felt like this guy was gonna spill his water everywhere, but uh, he never did. But <laughs> it was disgusting to watch this dude just like drink, you know, I don't know, water after water. But I don't think it's that uncommon. Yeah, I think the most I've probably seen is like ten. I was, I the most I would lose is like five. I wasn't a huge like sweater. I guess I had a few where, yeah, I wasn't a huge choice there, but I had a few where it was like hot room, really long practice. And, you know, maybe I'd go up to eight or nine or something like that. But I, I don't think I ever had any over 10. I don't believe, uh, but I, I know absolutely we had guys, uh, Mark Ellis or Raymond Jordan. We had guys on our team for sure that, that did those type of practices. Crazy. I was always jealous. Jaden Cox. Yeah. yeah Jaden. He's the obvious one. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Willis, what's the deal with wrestlers from certain states specializing in certain moves positions? I think this is obvious. It's just it's it's mimicry, right? Uh, you know, a lot of and it's changing now in the last maybe five years with the with what Flo's doing. But for a for a long, long, many, many years, if you ask youth wrestlers around the state, they would know the best high school guys in their state more than the best college guys. There's mm-hmm. just there's just no doubt about that. I mean, that's who they watch. So. When they watch, you know, when they're all watching the better high school guys, they all end up doing the same moves because they saw that guy do it and they do it, and now the next guy does it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Well, what, what what's West Virginia's specialty? 
uh, <laughs> I don't know. The chancellor? Yeah, the chancellor, no. Well, you know, you know what was big in Wisconsin for a long time? It is not any longer because it's a garbage move. Uh, the chest crusher, which says live actually hit on Kyle Snyder. I, it wasn't exactly the chest crusher, but kind of. So you guys know what the chest crusher is, right? No, I didn't know until you said the Sad Live thing what you meant by that. Well, so it's not that's not quite it. So the, here's the chest crusher, Kyle. You you shoot take a crappy shot. They sprawl. You overhook their arm here, right there. You grab the other one and you lock their other one in. So you have the one arm hooked and you have the other one locked. And then you do a sit out and, and you pin them. It's, it's such a dog crap move, but people in Wisconsin love it. Oh man. I mean, is, when, I mean, this is like 15 years ago. When I was growing up, it was the, the head and arm headlock that they would call a cowboy. And you, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it was just because you had his parents that were just rednecks. And they were just get him out there and throw him down. Just get the pan. Oh, <laughs> a, f- a few people real quick uh, bringing up nicknames. Uh, I do like Big Snacks for Seth Nevels. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zane Train for Zane Rutherford was great. Yeah. Um, someone said Nikki Push-Ups for Nick Seriano. What I love about Nick Seriano, though, is we would just say Nikki and then whatever, <laughs> whatever. he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Like when he was wrestling freestyle, it was Nikki Freestyle. Well, that was great. Nikki push-ups, Nikki pull-ups. He needs his own top ten graphic. Yeah, top yeah, he does. Nick, Nikki nicknames, and then, <laughs> and then it's separate for the rest of the country. Right now, he's Nikki um, inter- international. He's like over training in Russia. And stuff. you guys know what you need to do. I, I got a better idea than an info- infographic. Ready, Kyle? You do one of those things where you have a, a bracket. You could make it thirty-four or thirty-two, sixty-four, and and people get to vote on the winner yeah. that they like, and the and you go all the way to the finals. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all in. You guys can make it happen. Yeah, we can do that. Where'd you do the voting on? It's uh, like Twitter or Facebook or where? Uh, we could. I think we can make an article with a poll in it. Oh, on, on the site. Yeah, poll daddy. Oh yeah, that would that would be awesome. Who do you think? Uh, oh my goodness. I, I think uh, I think Gas Tank Gary's gonna win because I think that the curtness of it is gonna help for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's got oh, such man. momentum right now. I'm I'm looking forward to this. We we can update on every day every day of FRL. We can update <laughs> like the last round of things. Seth, I feel like Seth Gross needs a nickname. I was like thinking like the number one ranked I don't wrestlers. I think he has one. He doesn't have one either, does he? No. No. His, his Twitter handle Z Money. That's pretty good. Not- I never heard anyone call him that. Yeah, no, I haven't either. That's just his Twitter handle. Well, but, but does Gable have one? No, no. It's pretty good when you're going by one name, though. Like that, I know, yeah, that's good. Uh, I remember when Yanni was in high school, we would always call him Yanni and like all these social posts because it's so much yeah. shorter than just Yanni Doc Mahals. And I remember he DM'd us, and he he was just like Yanni, and we're like, <clears throat> I was like, oh no, did we do something wrong? Like. We misspell some or something. He's like, no, I like it. I like that I'm just one name. Oh, that's funny. And so, like, you know, Gable and Yanni, like, you don't even have to say their last name to know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, <clears throat> Uh, This is oh. a good one for you, Ben. Oh. Um, Ryan Simpson, 20. Of all the guys who have declared that they are going uh, to go MMA route after college, who do you think will be the most successful uh, also, who is one guy you think should go MMA route who maybe hasn't announced it yet or is only like a freshman? So I guess who's announced that they're going to go the MMA route? I wish I had a list here 
Um, and because he says after college, which means they're in college. Um, so I guess I, like Anthony Cassar, although he's not wrestling. Yeah, Sebastian, yeah. I think, is pretty clearly going there. Man, all these guys are going to be so good that it's going to be like, like I could see any of those guys winning a title. Guys that are that high level at wrestling, they they just transition so easy, and a lot of the things that made them good at MMA are good at wrestling will make them good at MMA also. So I, I would I would lean if if Kassar's really going to do it. The injury thing scares me, but the heavyweight division is not very deep, so that that would be you know really helpful. So if if Gable or him decide to fight, um, or Cassiope is another one that if, if those guys decide to fight. I could see them having a lot of high-level success. I don't know that any of the – I know Kassar said he will, um, but, you know, obviously he's not doing it yet. So there's a lot of people who say they do, yeah. say they are going to, and then they don't. Yeah, I think to your point about that, I think we thought we would see Suriano transition to that, but I'm not sure he's thinking that anymore. He um, said no. Yeah. <clears throat> so – it's interesting. You mentioned Cassiope. He did what, like boxing when he was like he a kid, He boxed right? for a long time as a kid, yeah. 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 And then Sebastian um, grew up in a gym his whole life and talking about Frankie Edgar being in there with him. Um, so, yeah, he, he's been around that for a long time as well. Uh, we can end with this one. I thought it was pretty interesting. Andrew Esqueda. Hopefully I'm not mispronouncing that. Who has the highest upside? And downside at nationals, as in who could win it all or not even AA. And he gave Taylor Vens as like an example. Match. I mean, Taylor Vens, he's been all over the place this year, I feel like. Um, I mean, we saw that first match when he wrestled Zahid. It was like, oh, damn. This dude's, yeah. this dude's legit. He might challenge for a national title this year. And then after that, now he's been losing to everybody. Yep. Um, but, we talked about this guy earlier uh, this show. I think Dom Demas. Like if he were to just like oh, catch fire, yeah, yep. and he it only takes one move, one move for him to throw yeah. it to your back and it's over. Um, it, but I could also see him just get like right now he's ranked seventh. That's barely on the podium, and you look at yeah. the guys that are right behind him and Ian Parker, who's taken him to overtime before, and Real Woods, who's mm-hmm. unreal defensively. Uh, I could absolutely see him not get on the podium. Yeah, when you think about what he did to Nick Lee last year at NCAs, and now you know kind of what kind of season he's had, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, obviously he could he could go all the way to the finals, and but I could very easily see him not all American. Also, I could see Joe Smith coming on strong or not. Mm. You know, he's a that's guy that, a good one. Someone or, that, or not? <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. One of those. <laughs> Someone uh, in the in the top seven at one forty nine. You know, Sasso, Lou yeah. O'Connor, Kalodzik, Mahler, Luol, and Lee. Like, all those guys I could absolutely see in the NCAA finals. But I could yep. also see him getting not a great draw and hitting someone early in the quarters and losing and then hitting, like, a, a Dagan or a Canaan store in the blood round um, and, and yeah. falling there. What about Darmstadt? You know another good one? Oh, Darmstadt. <laughs> I wouldn't have said that last week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, guys. <laughs> You're taking uh, your ball and you're going home. Yeah. What about uh, Kennedy Monday? Because, I mean, he had the test mm. ball. It just looks so awesome, that McFadden match. And then you have see some other matches, and you're like, eh. Like, he could go one and two at NCAAs, and you wouldn't be all that shocked. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great one. Um, um, anybody else? I mean, 84 is another weight where it's really deep. I don't think any of those guys could beat Zahid. But, you know, like uh, a Venz, you saw him. You know, get out. Like you said, we could, he could see him go really high. 
Um, you know, Cam Caffey again yeah. is like, you know, he's beating a lot of these guys. You can see him moving up really high, but you can see him not doing, maybe not placing because he's lost a few guys below him. All right. We got anything else, boys? No, I'm excited. A lot of wrestling this weekend. Yeah, it's the final weekend of the regular season. LJ, you can go ahead and hit that music. Uh, tonight, you and I, <clears throat> Wisconsin, sorry about that. Uh, we're going to have live updates. Ben will be there. Hopefully he can give us some inside info, maybe what's going down there. On the ground. Yeah, on the reporting from on the ground inside the Wisconsin Fieldhouse. Um, I'm trying to find our live events this week. National Prep starts tomorrow. Sam Blair, Malvern Prep, uh, McDonough, a lot of really good prep schools and a lot of really good high school wrestlers. Then George Mason, Maryland, Michigan, Edinburgh, Fresno State, Illinois, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Wyoming, West Virginia, Ryder, Maryland, Clarion, Edinburgh, Utah Valley, West Virginia, American Penn State, North Dakota State, Iowa State. So going to be an awesome weekend, 10 D1 duels, close out the regular season. And uh, we'll be all right back here with you Tuesday uh, to recap it all. Until then, peace. peace.